off and rolling to the sounds of Jack Locke and his song Repeater, which you can check out on Spotify. And thank you for joining us on Chat with Slim. As always, I am Josh and they call me Slim. Crystal is not behind the controls. I get in flying solo. She is actually resting as I am recording because it's a much needed break for her. She has been going balls to the wall with a lot of stuff. As have we all lately here in South Louisiana. Thanks to lovely, lovely Hurricane Ida. We weren't too bad off here in Baton Rouge. We're a little bit more inland. But I know a lot of people who were not as fortunate as me. All over South Louisiana. And we're going to do a podcast about that soon. Um, As this podcast episode is airing we are going to be on our way down to my hometown of Thibodeau and Homo where I lived for 12 years we're going to be making a trip uh, two days in a row Uh, first day to help bring supplies and sort of just see everything with my own eyes and then the second day it to uh, hopefully bring some more much needed supplies down and uh, handle some family business for Crystal's family And again, we have an episode that's going to be coming out shortly, either the the 15th or October 1st. Just have to see how other recording goes for that. But look forward to that. But... The original podcast to be released for the first was mostly to be about Afghanistan. And because the situation was really just developing as we were recording on the 13th and 14th, for our 15th, August 15th podcast. Uh, I did want to comment on haste or emotion because seeing all that starting to go down uh, stirred up quite a bit of emotion 
for me personally but I also wanted to wait till the first to see how this whole withdrawal process would play out obviously as I said however because of the effects from Hurricane Ida that release has been delayed and uh, in some ways it sort of works out because it actually will allow me a little bit better ability uh, to link Afghanistan with the catalyst that started it and that is our 20 year remembrance of the events of 9-11 now if you follow the podcast on social media or if you follow me personally on Facebook you especially the later you've definitely seen my thoughts and opinions a lot <laughs> um now for the purposes of the podcast is because I don't like to get too political here uh, it clouds the message it clouds the mission and I'm not going to play a blame game either because that will do the same there aren't enough fingers on this planet to point at everybody who could possibly be held responsible in some way shape or form for how the past 20 years has turned out since the events of 9-11 and a lot of people have asked how do you feel I've even had someone say come out in the Twitter wall and say what is the podcast's official statement as a representative for veterans and I had to back that person up and say I I am not a representative for all veterans I am an advocate for all veterans but I do not represent or speak for the veterans community at large I only speak for myself so let me be clear of what I'm about to say what I'm about to say is of my own opinion not that of anyone else it is what I have heard that other people have said this is how I feel Other veterans have said, this is how I feel. Having to watch this clusterfuck play out. Again, I'm not going to break down politics or play a blame game. Because that's not where my focus needs to be right now. So to put it very easily for all of you just to get the political noise out of the way I'm only gonna say this as best as I can and that is bluntly 
I think some people in this country need to grow the fuck up. Our involvement in Afghanistan spans four administrations. Every single one of them was fraught with missteps and failures. Various levels of surges, withdrawals, policy blunders, tactical misguidance. Now, I have talked very widely to a number of veterans, especially Afghanistan veterans that I know. Talked with veterans I served with in my time from the era pre 9 11 yet post first Gulf War. Spoken to Vietnam veterans, not a single one is surprised by the current situation. Not one. Some, including me are only really surprised at how little time this shit took to fall apart. And I've spoken to Afghanistan veterans that said they're surprised that the Taliban didn't take it back on the first day. So, what most people aren't admitting is that whoever was left holding the bag that they're going to be dealing with this. Now, that no way excuses what we saw play out in this response. But what I am saying is that we probably should treat every administration, regardless of their party, with the same level of scrutiny we need to stop acting like we have no memory of the past. Because on September 12th of 2001, 99.9% of every person in this country and 75% of the world was screaming, Go get him, go get him, go get him. And the reality that at least I saw was that the first time a U.S. service member came home in a body bag, the U.S. public had sticker shock. Sorry. Dropped my lighter. I digress. Let's face it, everyone, we really haven't had good policy decisions in general when it comes to Middle East relations since Harry S. Truman was the president of this country. And all of that has snowballed into what you see today in that region of the world. I'm just saying that I have to look at it in a bigger picture. 
again, like I said on my last podcast, take a step back, turn your head to the other side, take the focus off of two inches in front of your face, look at your surroundings, man, weed through the noise, and we forget that there were many opportunities to get Bin Laden before 9-11 for the World Trade Center attack the first time when he bombed the parking lot so as well as the US Embassy bombing in another country so people want my personal opinion you don't remember when there was a Soviet-Afghan war, because that happened in the 80s, and that happened in another country. Yeah, it did. Go watch Rambo 3. The credits of that movie, of a movie that came out in 1988, the ending credits of that movie says, this, movie, this film is dedicated to the brave Mujahideen fighters of Afghanistan and that movie was about their resistance against Soviet oppressors because you have to look at the events that led up to one of the most catastrophic terror attacks this world has ever seen knowing that there were many times we could have gotten Bin Laden before all of this ever began seriously infuriates me and if you're one of those people who's skeptical of the 9-11 Commission's report I would say don't be but again my focus not on that Especially when I know that in the month of August 2021 that 35,000 veterans placed a call to the National Suicide Hotline. Just veterans to a service that is available to all. 1100 and 29 calls a day there are only 1440 minutes in a 24-hour day that's approaching almost a call per minute and I'm sure once you add the normal population in that it does jump that doesn't just speak to a healthcare crisis with veterans that speaks to a healthcare crisis in the greater overall public so that's where my focus is
and buddy checks are important so yes check on people if you know a veteran that served at all anytime hey you don't want to talk about it in God's chief I was just letting you know it you know there's a lot going on in the world and if you need someone to talk to let me know if you have a family that you know um, that's lost someone in any war you know even if it even if it's Vietnam that can hash up memories and reopen wounds that some people even considered healed and right now there are a lot of veterans served in Afghanistan who are wondering if the sacrifices that they and their buddies made were worth it. And despite everything that is being shown, that's where the refocus needs to be on the positive, on the things that you can control. And it's unfortunate that on the way out, we had to lose more service members. 11 Marines, an Army soldier, and a U.S. Navy corpsman. Now, I heard people say 11 Marines, one Army soldier, and a medic. And that is incorrect. But that's mostly because in the Navy we don't use the term medic. So that's just more an argument of words. But I can say one thing for that U.S. Navy corpsman specifically. As a for fleet marine force corpsman, that young man is the closest thing a U.S. Navy sailor will ever get to being able to proudly wear the globe and anchor and eagle that is the United States Marine Corps. Now, each branch of course will rib the uh the branches on things hey we all have a common bond but what i want to say to my veterans especially the ones in afghanistan not to hold your head low hold your head high 
You went over there and you accomplished your mission. Despite mistakes made by elected officials or appointed officials who were appointed by those elected officials. You went over there and completed the mission you were told to do. It's even more evident because you held that line. With over 2,500, just over 2,500, held a line against tens of thousands of potential Taliban with very little help from the Afghan National Army, and that is evident by how quickly it fell once the presence of 2,500 were not felt alongside the Afghan National Army. All of the equipment that was left was all left because the Afghan National Army walked away from the shit. Just gave it to the Taliban. And oh, by the way, for anyone asking, it's not 85 million. It's actually closer to 18 million spread out over 20 years. Other misconceptions. I'm going to break up right now. People, please, please, please. No matter what your political stance is, stop. Please stop posting to have elected officials court-martialed because they cannot be court-martialed. Court-martial is a military term. It only applies to uniformed military personnel. So, I understand that people are angry or they, they want a politician removed from office, but I'm just saying from an educational standpoint, guys, like when you post something like that on social media, the difference between how one word in your sentence, just changing one word in the English vocabulary will change how 80% of the people view your opinion. If you would say recall or impeach them, people may say, well, I don't agree with that or I agree with it. But when you come out with something and you say, we need to do this and it's not even factual, people just look at it and they really just, it shows your We'll say lack of research in the topic. Try not to get into name calling here like a five year old. But I'm just trying to say, like, educate yourself. Look this equipment up. See what its capabilities are. In fact, I'll be doing a podcast here shortly. Uh, since we've gotten a lot more uh, Q&A recently. I'm going to compile some a lot of that into one episode. And we're going to do a 
Flyby Friday episode Q&A here in the next couple of episodes and we'll get to break some of that equipment down what it's capable what the capabilities are and what the realities are for the Taliban having this equipment in their hands excuse me But that's for another podcast because they'd probably spend a whole two hours just breaking down military equipment. I just happen to be a military equipment junkie when it comes to information and stuff like that. It's happen to be quite informed on a lot of this stuff because I try to inform the general public. But I never want to come off condescending. So man guys if I if I ever come off as condescending with the information, uh please don't mistake my bluntness for con for being con you know condescending to you i never like to be condescending just because somebody doesn't know something if you don't know you don't know you just maybe you never thought of it even and now you get this new little nugget of information and someone pops up and then oh that's a cool little fact then you know something you didn't know before and in that the whole part of life to learn something every day. that That's a big part of life. I know for me. That creates. Part of the meaning in life. Being able to be a lifelong learner. Constantly learn new things. Because I see so many people. That. They're not lifelong learners. So, whatever subset of knowledge they had when they graduated high school, they have now ossified themselves to forever look back at that moment in their life. And... it will keep you ignorant is what it will keep you it will keep you in the dark and you will get left behind by the rest of society unfortunately now I often hear people say well the world changes and evolves we need to move on we need to stop posting these never forgets for 9-11 no Screw you. Sorry, that sounds very rude off the bat. Maybe blunt, really blunt. I don't care. Screw you. Never forget. It's not just about forgetting the moment of 9-11. So that... We never forget that it happened. 
at all. It's also never forget the sacrifice of those who on that day started out as normal human beings in this world and became utter heroes to society for the sacrifice of themselves to save other human beings' lives. That is what we should never forget. The sacrifice. That is why I always say, you want to live a good life? Live a life worth their sacrifice. But again, to my brothers and sisters in arms, especially those that served in Afghanistan, hold your heads high because you accomplished the mission you were told to accomplish. Whether the rules were fucked up or not. You took fucked up rules and you made it work. You got on the ground. You adjusted. You overcame. You adapted. And you did the job. You completed the mission. That you were asked to complete. Even the ones that had to go back into that airport. After. To get people out. Whatever you want to say about who came out, you got to give credit to those U.S. service members for going in there and, and doing it to help people, to give people, what, a chance at freedom? Now I have to see people on Facebook saying, oh, don't bring them here. Don't bring a five-year-old kid because... They're a terrorist? Come on. Get the fuck out of here, people. How sad are you? You realize that that five-year-old kid is going to go through every little checkpoint along the way, every Air Force base and military installation from Afghanistan all the way to the United States, and the one thing that they're going to remember from that is the uniform of every U.S. service member who helped them. And they're going to say, wow, until I got to the shores of America, every American I met helped me. Every American I met was great. And they're going to come here and they're going to be so proud to be here. And they're going to be so proud that they don't have to live under Taliban rule. And so what if they want to sit in their own home and pray to God in the Arabic language as opposed to you praying to God in English? Because as far as the religious part of it, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not good or right or doesn't make sense. Maybe you just need to be educated on it. And even if you are, if it's not right for you, then so be it. Doesn't mean it ain't right for someone else. And while I will agree, as someone who generally considers themselves a Christian, or at least someone raised Christian, and more specifically Catholic, that while some Christians in this country do feel like they are under attack it also should be behooving to mention 
that there are also too many Christians in this country who want to make or force that living style and ideology onto others who don't necessarily want that life or view. And you know what? This is America, and that's okay. That's why there is freedom of all religions. That's why the Constitution says that you cannot make a law that infringes on any religion whatsoever, no matter what that religion is, unless it oppresses people. And people really don't even understand... the whole basis and meaning of this country and the fact that the Constitution is not absolute it can be amended we've already done it 27 times and I see too many people when it comes to the Constitution that sit there and say First Amendment, Second Amendment, but then you ask them what any other amendment is and they cannot tell you So again It's all goes to just one standard One standard works just fine for everyone and everything whether that's four presidential administrations or every president since Harry S. Truman who's made missteps in Middle East policy. One standard. Whether it's Democrats or Republicans, one standard will do just fine. Like I said, cut through the noise. There shouldn't be noise. It's like there shouldn't be red tape and bureaucracy around things. Because if you want to see what America is supposed to be, despite a glaring lack of electricity and major resources, if you were somewhere else outside of the United States looking in and you were able to have a drone 24-7 looking down on the southeast Louisiana right now, you'd see what this country is supposed to be all about. Neighbors helping neighbors days before the government can even get here to help. Now we got it. You government people can leave the stuff and go. We 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 got it from here. True community. Truly helping your neighbor. Even if you don't like your neighbor. Everybody's a human being. Like I said, man, live a life worth their sacrifice. Now, I wanted to end by specifically honoring the fallen.
not just the 13, not just the five Navy sailors who tragically died a few days ago in an accident aboard USS Abraham Lincoln, all of our fallen warriors, all of our fallen first responders, and every innocent human being who had to endure the monstrosity of events that happened on 9-11. So to all of the warriors who have given the ultimate sacrifice so that we may live free stand relieved and rest easy for we have the watch again I'm not going to make any more political statements about it at all my focus is on veterans and as well in the next few months and maybe even the next year if not continuing on for the duration and remainder of this podcast we will have a dual mission the mission of this podcast was originally to try and help veterans in any way possible help active duty service members and their families in any way possible to bridge a information gap in the general public between what the military is shown to do by Hollywood and what we actually do and to bring awareness for the ever-increasing mental health care situation that is encompassing the veterans and active duty communities but with the events of recently from Hurricane Ida, our secondary mission is to ensure that the people of South Louisiana don't get forgotten about like they have so many times before. And it becomes a duality of a mission when I know that there are veterans who have been affected by this hurricane. They live in small communities across South Lethal, Louisiana. And there have been many other states affected by this storm, Ida, than just Louisiana. Louisiana just happened to be the hardest hit. Because from what I saw, with what little access to the outside world we had in the first three or four days after the storm came through, while my power was out, and I didn't have cable or internet or anything else, except a shady cell phone connection, was cars floating in the Bronx. 
people in Tennessee and Kentucky getting flooded out. And that's horrible. That just shows you the destructive impact that these storms have on the whole of this country. So we are going to keep bringing that in. And I, just as I want to be a good ambassador for the United States Navy, for our Department of Defense, for veterans in general, I also want to be an ambassador for my culture and a way of life that is slowly dying. Realize that if we don't rebuild, you will not have this lovely Cajun culture to come and vacation to and partake in. But look forward to that podcast episode. And I think what we're actually going to do is uh, this next podcast is going to be released will be our Q&A because we've, we've just had so uh, an influx of, of, of questions lately as well as a few over our summertime break that we didn't get to on the podcast even though I was able to get back to those individuals so we will do that and also look forward to October 1st and we will have a Hurricane Ida one month progress report Although I'm sure we'll probably be answering questions about the hurricane in a little bit in our Q&A from some of the questions that I've seen. I still haven't had a chance to go over all of them yet and even get back and respond to some of the people on those questions. But I thank you for them. Uh, keep up coming in. I will get back to you all as I... And reconnecting back into society after a week without power. But we are back up and running with very minimal damage. Only a few pieces of siding to one side of my home. And a few fence boards that were already rotten. And the hurricane really just did the demolition work for me. So uh, we are blessed very much so. And now we are going to start making efforts to share and help the rest of our community. Though I want to put out thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has so far helped. Man, I know there are a lot of linemen down here in Louisiana that have come from other states. These guys are busting their behinds. 16 and 18 hour days sleeping in on high school gyms on cots that are run on generator power and just a lot of people working their butts off to try to get everything 
to some semblance of normal here in southeast Louisiana, and it is greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated by all. We will recover, we will rebuild, we will rebuild stronger. And that is not just the Bayou way, that is not just the Louisiana way, that is the American way. And the mayor of Grand Isle, Louisiana, which was rendered uninhabitable from 1,400 permanent residents, when, when he was asked, would they rebuild, his answer was, as long as there is a speck of sand on this island for me to place an American flag on, I will rebuild my home. And that's the fighting spirit that we all need to have. Because this is all our home together, this country. Seven words. I say it all the time. Be good. Be good to each other. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I will cut you all loose. But as always, check us out on social media. Uh, we post a lot in between episodes. A lot. A lot of content about nonprofit organizations and the work that they're doing and how you can get involved. So check us out. On Twitter, it's at Chatting with Slim. On Instagram, we are Chatting with Slim Podcast. And you can check me out my personal Facebook, Joshua Sanimal. Last name is spelled a little awkward, but you should be able to find me easy enough. If you look in the links and descriptions for the podcasts, it is spelled out there for you. The S-T space A-M-A-N-T. You can go on social media, like us, follow us, share the posts, especially those from the nonprofit organizations. It's very, very important to get that information out, especially for the smaller local nonprofit organizations. And especially right now here in Louisiana. So again, thank you guys for listening. We like your comments. We love the questions. Especially if you're going to ask me something about military tech. Sorry to throw a hint like a brick. But yeah, give your constructive criticism. That is welcome as always. I am open to it. So if you've got military topics or, or that you'd like to see me do a, a little podcast on, even if it's a 15-minute short informational 
release on one specific topic I'll be more than willing to do that send those in and we'll get that out also I'll be uh, speaking more with contacts down in lower parts of Louisiana and uh, we will start getting information out about how you can help if you want to help with uh, recovery assistance for Hurricane Ida but remember everyone we can get through this we have gotten through this before we will get through it again but we have to stick together we can't let the diversity that's supposed to make us stronger divide us that's what the enemy wants don't give them what they want we can do it and we will do it like I said be good but be good to other people thank you guys and as I always say it's never goodbye it is just till next time so until next time Love strong, be strong, live long and prosper. We'll see you next time. Chad Whistler Podcast.